Yeah. I didn't like so much like it. Didn't like the Lion King. I mean, it was like because I feel like uh like if I didn't see the first one, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have judged it so harshly. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because there was a lot of stuff in the first one that they just kind of like just skipped over or didn't like, yeah, really pinpoint. It was just like okay, you know. Well, uh, talking to my buddy about it uh, last week, like I, just talking and going through the movie, I didn't realize how much stuff they kind of left out. Like, yeah, uh, and it's small stuff too, because like when Nala like slammed him down on the ground, um, it kind of just in the first one you actually hear the pin. You know, you hear it thump, and then, like, they, they pause, and they did again. This one, they just rolled over, like, pinch it, and then they rolled over again, like, pinch it. It was just, like, not even breathing. It was just, like, kind of, like, just rush. It felt rushed. But it was a cool movie. I appreciate the film, but it just wasn't, you know. Is this recording? Yeah, we're, we're, we're Oh, going. this is already yeah, on. Going. Oh, uh, shit. This, this is it. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> okay. What's up, guys? Um, <laughs> I didn't know this was uh, recording. Yeah, well. Yeah. We just, uh, yeah, just start, start talking. Yeah. Never stopped. What? Yeah. Well, did you like it? What did you think about it? Um. Yeah. I. I. I dug it for. for I. I knew it was gonna be a remake. A total remake. I was yeah. Just, I was expecting. Um. You know. The exact same movie, which is what we got. Uh. I just. I love the visuals for it. I don't know. Yeah. It was I'm a, a big, cool like, film. I liked it. I liked it. I just. I guess. You know. Seeing the first one, it was like okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It like, didn't like add anything new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's it was nothing. a cool. It was a cool film though, because I love the fighting sequences. I love the um. I did enjoy the singing the versions. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the film. I appreciate it, but it was just when you see something that's great as the first one, it was like mm-hmm. you kind of like you judge it. And I tried not to, but I was just kind of like you know you how you try not to judge it as yeah. as harshly and just appreciate the art behind it. And that's what I was trying to do. But at the same time, I was like you know the first one was just everything was in the first one. Definitely, you know? and you know it. It's like maybe they should have tried to, you know, have a little bit of their own spin on it. Like, yeah. Like it seems like with Mulan that they're doing like they're gonna yeah. try to stick to the close to the historical story. Of no, Mulan I can't see that. Yeah, I can't wait to see that one. That one, that one looks really freaking dope. Um, have you seen Once Upon a Time yet? No, dude. Oh, I haven't had a chance. <laughs> you gotta see that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you gotta see that one. I it's feel like tough. every artist, if you call yourself an artist, I it's, I wouldn't say it's like an average. It's a movie. It's not a movie for an average moviegoer. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. I would say it's a legit film for it. If you call yourself an artist, because the the story, story arc, the way Tarantino wrote the film, mm-hmm. it kept you on the edge. It kept you in, um, you know, uh, and seeing what else is going to happen at the an- anticipation was just beautiful how he wrote it, and the character build up. It was just everything, how he just glued everything together. It was just a brand new story, the way he did it. It was, I didn't feel like his other movies. When I, like when I was watching this film, it wasn't like watching all his other films. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like a complete, just mm, original content. You know, Mm. it was just completely new. I'm not going to say anything else about it, but because I feel like you have to watch it for your own perspective. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. I, for one, I thought it was just a beautiful film. I thought it was beautifully written. I think it was just Tarantino put, I feel like he put his all, I feel like he put an all in his, all of his films, but Mm -hmm. this one, I feel like he really just like 
my blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Left his mark with this. Got you. Yeah. Hearing, him, hearing him talk about it, he said, you know, he, he's from LA and he said he wanted to recreate. He got, he was so excited to be able to recreate 1960s yeah. Los Angeles, like as he remembered it as a kid, which is yeah. as someone who, who likes to play pretend I couldn't even imagine. Like, yeah. Like bring, basically bringing the world of your childhood back to life and exploring. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's cool. I thought he did an excellent job. I just, uh, like I said, I think if you call yourself an artist, you should go see it. You know, just just to see it. Just to see how you can honestly put together a well, good film. Because he put, he put, really did an awesome job. And everybody in the film did awesome, too. You know, everybody yeah. in the well, film. Yeah, when you got Quentin. Yeah. You know, when you have an like director like that, you you have no choice but to do it. But he did a fantastic job in that film. I can't really, I don't know. I honestly don't even see. I don't even see anything flawless. I don't see anything wrong about the film because the film was just so well put together. I was just like blown away, especially by the like from the first scene to the last scene. I was just like, this blew my mind. You know. It was a fantastic film. You should go okay. see it. You right. should, I'm going to see, see, see it tonight. See it as soon as possible. You should see it tonight. Uh, <laughs> if I didn't have to work, I, w- I would see it all the yeah. time. Um, yeah, so so you consider yourself an artist. Yes. Why don't you, why don't you tell tell us, like, what, what, well, tell me, like, what do you, what do you do? What, well, what's your deal? I'm an actor. When I first moved out here, I was just strictly acting. From where? I moved out here from Alabama. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah, I moved out here. I was I lived in Alabama for like maybe nine or ten years, mm-hmm. and then I used to. I was raised. I mean, I was born in San Diego, and I moved from San Diego when I was like two to Virginia, and then from Northern Virginia, I lived out there until like maybe two to like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. I was raised out there, and then from there, from Northern Virginia to Virginia Beach, then I lived in Virginia Beach for like maybe two or three years. So altogether, in the state of Virginia, maybe ten years. Yeah, because I lived, I moved there when I was like twelve or thirteen, and so from Virginia to Alabama, moved uh, there, stayed there for like nine years, and then mm-hmm. came out here when I was twenty-one, and so now I'm living my adult life here. Yeah, gotcha. And so. When I first moved out here, it was just strictly about acting. I was just, Mm -hmm. I didn't think about writing, directing. I thought everything was just in their own world uh, because I moved into an artist house not too far from here, actually, on Victory. It's a house specifically, like, no, they they called it the artist house, but it's not, it's not specifically for artists. It was weirdos that came in there. It was people that came in. It was, it was drunks that came in there, drug addicts that came in there. I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't want to say drunk, drunks or drunk addicts, but it was just people that was in there that was kind of like just mentally gone mm. like just crazy and then like there was a lot of fights that broke out and then the landlord was crappy it was a hole in the wall the bath it was mildew all on the ceiling it was trash all over the floor the it was disgusting it was nasty but i was like whatever i mean i'm not out here for the glitz and glamour and all that crap i came out here for a reason so i just you know i came out here with my brother and my sister so we all three was living in there Oh, and wow. so um, same bedroom? No, not not same bedroom. It was like in one room, like a room like this, it was like a bunk bed, two bunk beds, so it was like so a total of four beds. And so it was the room was smaller than this though. 
But yeah, but they call it the artist house for some reason. I don't know. But all I know is that when I first moved out here, it was just about acting and I was focused about acting. I was the living condition was just terrible, but I didn't, I didn't focus on that. I was like, whatever, I'm out here for a reason. I was, I'm, I'm out here for a purpose. And so, but later on, as I lived here in, in L.A., something kind of like sparked my interest into writing. And so when we were in class last year, I think the beginning of last year, I was talking to Jeremy and Jeremy was saying, um, it was like, try writing a monologue. And I was like, because I told him, I was like, I'm thinking about getting into writing, but how do you do it? He was like, just write and just write a monologue. And so I wrote this monologue and I was like, wow, it was, it's a lengthy monologue too. Cause I was just, when I was writing, I was just, I was just writing how I felt. And then it was just on and on. And I was like, Oh, it just kept going. My hand just started gliding. And it was just, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then before I knew it, it the monologue was finished. I was like, whoa, I was like, this is very heartfelt because it was really how I felt, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I started to write a scene, like maybe a two page scene. And then from there, next thing you know it, I was like, whoa, this is pretty deep. And then after that, I took UCB sketch writing classes. Mm, and then prestigious school yeah really i yeah i feel like if you want to do you know writing or sketch writing go to ucb or second city but i mm-hmm. i i went to ucb because they have like a legit like i like the i like the way their program is ran mm-hmm. more than like second city or um what's the other one what's the program like at ucb uh it's to me it was just very um how can i explain it it was very well put together it was very well put together, and the sketch writer teacher that I had really made me think things in a different format, in a different way. He was like, and and it wasn't like what you were doing is wrong. He was like, just add maybe something more uh, that would add more arc to the character. You know, he was like, because when they're talking back and forth, I just see them talking back and forth with no movement. He was like, so how about you add some direction in it? This, this, that, another. And me, every writer out there probably knows that, but I don't, I didn't know that. To add like direction in the slug lines and then parentheticals. I didn't know all the different mm. definitions of all of that. So I went in, I just constructed a script or, or a scene. And then from there, I just started writing a web series. Yeah, and I shot four episodes so far, and um, I'm going to do six before October to make a total of ten episodes. So Shit. yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. What the what's the web series? What's it called the web series called is called Perspective, and it's about like uh, just different views of different people's mindsets and how they go about different, um, uh, I would say obstacles in life, mm-hmm. and how they view the world, and and the message of them entire goal is to uh, have people who watch it to be more empathetic to other people outside in the real world. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say real world, but like outside in the world mm-hmm. to be more empathetic and, and less judgmental of based on people's decisions, you know, based on how they see people, on how they view the world, on this, that, and other, to be more empathetic and sympathetic to other people. Because we all have different views. We all have different personalities. We all have different perspectives throughout life. And so I feel like instead of us hating one another or bashing one another for the opinions that we have, we should look at and actually sit down and have a conversation like this. But there's a difference between having a different perspective and different mindset and being hateful like if you're racist or if you're homophobic or 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 
your et cetera, like just whatever. If you if you look down on a certain individual or race or marginalize a group of people, then that's different than actually having like say you think that um you like Aquafina versus I like this this Sony, I think, mm-hmm. or, or whatever the other water was. You know? The yeah. different views. You know what I'm saying? Like if you like steak and I like spaghetti mm-hmm. and I'm like, I hate steak, and you're like, How do you hate steak? You know, but yeah. it's just like that. It's just it's just different views like that. But they're like I said, there's a difference between different views and being hateful and hate have so much hate in your body. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Well, it's like so eating that. white eggs and brown eggs. I mean, they're still how can you hate them? It doesn't even yeah. make sense. It's they taste <laughs> the same, bro. They both have yolks. And yeah, there's protein in them. Exactly. Um, it's like because uh, this one episode was written. The first one actually I wrote for UCB was mm-hmm. a, for a UCB class. I think it was, yeah, for UCB class. I don't can't remember if I wrote it before or before. I think I wrote it for before UCB class, and um, it was about this guy, two guys actually, mm-hmm. and one guy is a homeless guy, and one guy is not, and they encounter each other. But the guy is actually fascinated by the homeless guy because he's like, and he's curious. He's very curious because there's this one line and he says, he's like, is it really that bad being homeless? He was like, you don't pay rent. You're living in LA. You can sleep in Finnish Beats in Santa Monica. This is legit his mindset. He's not being trying to be offensive. He's not trying to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. He legit sees it like as a blessing to be homeless because we stay in this studio's apartment. We stay in these apartments here in LA and we pay like thousands of dollars yeah. each month. We're never going to own this apartment unless we become super rich and buy it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But if you really think about it, it's like, say the average apartment is like $1,000. You're spending $6,000 for six months to a place that you're not even going to own. Mm-hmm. So you're investing that money to what? A company that's already making money off of you. And they know they're going to make money off of you. And they're going to raise the rent even more. And so his mindset is like, you have you have a grand life. You have a beautiful life. You're not paying rent. You know, you're not paying any gas because you don't have a car. You're, you get to travel wherever you want. The only hardship is about it. You don't have a like legit place to lay your head. Or Wi-Fi. Or wi- <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> but, that's, but that was his perspective. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And instead of bashing his perspective, because some people are like, oh, this guy's rude. He's arrogant. He's a he's a prick. But I didn't wrote it in a way of like not seeing him like that. I wrote it in a way of him actually like literally thinking that it's really not that bad of being homeless. And the other guy is like, are you serious? And then he says something sarcastic like, yeah, well, I don't enjoy paying rent. Like, that's the least of my concern. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I, I sleep on a concrete floor. Or ground. You know what I'm saying? I eat out of the trash can. Mm. I do this. I do that. And while you're saying it's not that bad for me being homeless. And so that was the first one. So I write I write basically on perspectives on like aspects as like 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 that pretty much. Well, they say what, write what you know. So, yeah. And yeah. I experience some some uh, some stuff like that, too. So, yeah, this I mean, makes you. Kind of puts running into a homeless person is not a not a difficult thing to do. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're it's, everywhere. It's, uh, yeah, it's so sad, man. Um, that's that's that was one of the biggest culture shocks when I first moved here. Just to yeah, like having hundreds of people on the sidewalk like every day. That just where are you from? Out intense Illinois, Springfield, Illinois. Oh, okay, um, I've never been out there. Yeah, you're not missing much. Bro. Yeah. There's a 
Abraham Lincoln lived there and died yeah. and is buried there and did practice law there. <laughs> it's the capital of Illinois, technically, but, you know, it's not Chicago, so who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. Um, where are you from? Uh, well, not where are you from. What do you do? You're an actor, right? Yeah. But, I, I'm a, I consider myself a storyteller. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. acting is one way do to tell Do you have to speak story. in this um, mic? No, no you're, uh, oh. you were good either way. Oh, okay. Um, the nice thing, see, I used to... I, this is the third evolution of this podcast. I used to pre-record it and just have audio. But yeah, I decided yeah. oh, I'm gonna do live streams. Yeah, but that was fucking difficult to like <laughs> keep the quality up, you know. Yeah, for sure. I'm, and I'm also I'm, I'm just one dude, so like I don't have a tech person, you know, standing by to like do like my job. Yeah. Do Jamie pull hey, pull that shit up? But this is how things start, it. you know. what I'm saying yeah. start in the bedroom. You know, and then yeah, things I, expand. I was it's in the living things... room, and now I'm in, in my own room. <laughs> this is this uh, how things start? Yeah. So now I now I pre-record them, and I and I edit them, and you know, if we're like watching something, I can pull a video from online and throw it in there. Yeah. So like it would like appear up here. That's cool. Um, but you call yourself a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. That's I call dope. myself a storyteller. Um, That's beautiful because we're all storytellers. Even actors are storytellers. Yeah. Writers are storytellers. Directors are storytellers. It's just a different avenue. And I, I don't I need to write it on a piece of paper to be a storyteller, mm-hmm. you know? And I love all aspects of the, the story. I like, I'm an editor. I'm a, I'm a writer, director, and actor. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's a, uh, um, you know, it's, I just like to entertain people. Yeah. It's one, uh, it's really what it comes down to. And it, and you know, not everything I, I do, I, I feel like I need to have to, uh, you know, have some grand like uh, thesis or something to it, or like change the world. But yeah. occasionally, you know, something does come up where I'm like, oh, I want to tell the story, you know, because I'm feeling a certain way, or yeah. um, want to get something out. Like I'm, I'm trying to get a, a short produced by the end of the of the month that I uh, I wrote about uh, like a dude whose daughter is sick and they need health care and he, he gets fired from his job and he's not going to, he, he was waiting to, to find out if he was going to get full time at his job and get put on health and their, mm-hmm. their health care and he doesn't get it. So he like, how many pages is it? Uh, like 11, 11 pages, okay. something like that. Uh, but he ends up going and getting himself killed on purpose so that his daughter oh, can have geez. his life insurance. Kind of reminds me of that movie, John Q. Oh, i never seen that. Movie. Oh, no, you should see it. That's really Denzel, good. right? Yeah. One of his yeah. greatest performances. Um, but that's a beautiful story. That's an intense story. Well, all this fucking talk about healthcare nowadays is just yeah. like, I, it's, I, I watch a lot of politics. I watch a lot of, uh, yeah. I try to keep up with, with the, the happenings around the country um, and, you know, get a, get a pulse for the, keep my pulse, my finger on the pulse of the culture and see mm-hmm. what people are concerned about. So, I don't know. That just that's just a story that kind of there's a lot of things messed out. up in this country. Yeah, bro. Healthcare um, system, justice system, education system. I mean, all those scandals that you buy your your son or your daughter into these colleges. Mm-hmm. It's all messed up. And, it's all messed up. And fucking shootings. Yeah, shootings. Like how many? Just, there was nine. There was another shooting in Ohio yesterday. Yeah, nine like, people. Right. Yeah, nine people died. It's uh, nine people died. It's just disgusting. It's just for going really out sad. and you know living their life. Like makes you even wonder because even when I was went to go even see the movie Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. I was like kind of on edge because 
I was just ready for anything to happen, to be honest with you. And, like, you shouldn't live like that, you know? It's like mm-hmm. anywhere you go, you just you don't know what's going to happen. Dude, yeah, movie theaters you know? especially. You know, exactly. you sit down and you're just like, and I don't want to. God put, forbid someone yeah. walks in with a gun, but this is what I'm going to do. I don't want to provoke fear in anybody, and I don't want to even say this to encourage some <laughs> fucking idiot out there to do something crazy. But like, that's that's the type of thing. You know, it's really it's really sad because that's like the type of thing. I, it's like you can't even go into. A, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to put it in the atmosphere. It's just. All the idiots that do that don't deserve the death penalty. I feel like people like that deserve to torture to be death. I'm just being honest with you. Because if you can literally go into like a room and just shoot people just randomly and then you get hand- slap some handcuffs on you, or you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. Nah, I'm just being honest with you. To me, that's too good. Maybe I'm just being a little harsh, but I feel like if you afflict like legit pain on somebody like that and just do not care, I feel like you should not be death. I feel like you should be tortured until the day you die. Just being honest. It's an outright evil act. I'm just being honest. I, I have no remorse for people like that. I don't. I feel you. I have, like, There's... no legit... <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. Because if for you to shoot a baby... Like, the church massacre that happened, I think, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I think three years. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah. And, you know, you have to think, like, which one? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, the Charleston one. Mm-hmm. And then the, there was another one in Texas. It's like you just go in there and just kill people just outright. Just for what reason? Like, and then, okay, you get handcuffs. You're going to jail. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nah, man. Nah, I feel like there should be a legit system implemented that like tortures these people to make them think about what they did. To like legit, I don't, th- I don't believe in quote unquote doing the right thing. We're not trying to be like them. I don't care. I don't. I really don't care. You just go into a mall and you just blast people for what? Oh, because I have mental illness. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just sick, man. It's it's funny okay so I was just talking to my buddy about redemption the other on, on the podcast before this you know about how how this is a culture where you know if you mess up nowadays you get, you get piled on like yeah. like Twitter or something and it's hard to come back from and you know I, we were basically saying like ah oh, people should be given second chances but then there's you know there's some things where you you kind of have to draw a line like, yes yeah you know you're gonna like child molesters or are one thing like. Doing something like that, like yeah. that, that, that changes the course of an entire I mean, I believe in, chi- I believe in second chances. It just depends on what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Just to have a total, just reckless, just not, lose your humanity and yeah. be willing to just end the lives just recklessly of, of, you know, dozens of people. It's just, yeah. Yeah. There's no coming back from that. Yeah. I don't think. That's why I just like, um, that's why I like going to the movies. That's why I love and, and enjoy art. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's painting, dancing, singing, um, directing, writing. That's why I enjoy that because it transcends, you know? It makes you, it, it escapes you from the crap that we're, we're seeing each and every single day. That's why I love superheroes so much. Yeah. It's like, no, I it's, love to, it's great yeah. to imagine, like, you know, a world where, oh, well, yeah. a crazy guy whips out a gun. Well, you know what? Iron Man's going to come down. And you know, um, uh, Nina Simone? I think she said, um, she said that it is the uh, artist's job, it's the artist's duty to reflect the times of mm-hmm. society. 
And that is so true. That is Because true. there's a lot of crap happening in this country. There's not even just in country, in this world. It's a lot of crap just happening throughout. And it's our job as creators to reflect what is going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's our job to inspire, to encourage, to ignite a fire in somebody else's life that they have not seen. That's my ultimate goal as an artist, mm-hmm. to really encourage people and uplift people you know mm-hmm. through what they see what i do whether it's dan- not i don't dance but rather it's writing whether it's acting and directing whatever it is that they see th- that i do with my art i want them to look at that and be like wow i was inspired by that i was encouraged by that i was uplifted my spirit was f- full because i saw what you did Mm-hmm. That is my ultimate goal. That is my purpose. That's my love. I, I dream about that every single day. Even want, even walking, I want people to see something that they can be uplifted. I always try to make sure what I say and do encourages somebody in some way and vice versa. You know, like if you don't encourage me and I don't encourage you or you don't impact me in a positive way, I don't really need you in my life. I feel like we're all here Every single human being is here to encourage and help and heal and mold each other to for the greater good. That's what I believe. That's beautiful, dude. Yeah. That's a that's a difference between, you know, you and like someone out here who just wants to be famous. Exactly. Someone who comes out here just to, you know, <laughs> I, I want I want to be a reality star or you know, I just want people to to want my autograph or take pictures of me for on Instagram yeah. and share it. It's not about the likes. It's not about the followers. You know, really, it's really sad. That, you know, mm-hmm. but again, I don't want to. Whatever they do, it's whatever you do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't have to bring that some one person down to raise you. Exactly. Raise you, yeah. you do you. I I I don't knock anybody's hustle. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I applaud those. Ins- I, I applaud those immigrant Instagram <laughs> famous people. I applaud them because they're finessing it, and yeah. they're finessing in a great way because they're like they're, how many different angles of one ask can you can you get a picture of it? You know exactly. You'd be surprised. And now they're on Netflix. They're on like freaking CBS. They're on mm-hmm. etc. I I would finesse it if I had that type of weight. You know what I'm saying? If I had 1.5 million followers, I'll make some crazy video of us on a cell phone trying to look for something to wear, something outrageous like that. Yeah. And then you get like 25,000 views in one minute. I'm like, what? Mm. I would finesse the heck out of that if I had the, if I had it. But that's why I created this web series, because I saw all of these Instagram videos and all these like just these clips. And I was like, some of them aren't funny and some of them are funny, but rather they're funny or not. They get like millions of views. So I was like, how about I create something that's going to be on like Instagram, Facebook, something social media, you know, mm-hmm. something on social media that people can see and watch. And they'll be like, wow, this is actually not just entertaining, but this is actually captivating, thought provoking as well. This makes me think in a different light. That's why I created this web series. Because I saw that because I was like, because I, I was getting a little annoyed and I was getting like frustrated because I was like, you know, actors out here grinding each and every single day. And I see these actors, sometimes these um, Instagram famous actors on these videos and some of them aren't really funny, but they get a huge following. And I'm like, this is crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You've been there before. You know how we get. We get frustrated. We get impatient. We're I like, okay. Watch my shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you watch this? Yeah. That's a million views. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like you, we get impatient. We get we get annoyed. We get frustrated. And so when we see somebody out there that's, you know, I don't, um, that's like, you know, that's something simple. Like, oh, this little thing. Here we go. Catch it. Oh, mm-hmm. we just got a point one billion, you know, million views on mm-hmm. on a video. It's like, really, you yeah. know. But that's why I created this because I was like, you know, it's either you're gonna talk about something or you're gonna do about it. Yeah. And my dad always said that he was like, either you're going you're going to talk about it or you're gonna do something about it. You're right. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? And I was like, you know, I'm gonna do something about it. And so like, I created this web series. And I'm going to do, like I told you earlier, I'm going to do six before October mm-hmm. to make a total of 10. So I want legit 10. I could just do five and just put them out there, but I want a legit mm-hmm. big bulk just mm-hmm. to have people watch it and just be like, whoa, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. And then I create a second season for it. And then maybe like eight or 10 episodes for that one. Dope, man. Yeah. So um, is every episode like a different story? Yeah, every episode like is different story. Style, huh? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing about this creative stuff, man. There's like, there's that. Yeah, you can work hard and you know do all the right things, but there's still that that element of luck that can you know yeah raise the bar so high or or so low, you know. And I think it's just a matter of being, uh, you know, bring. <laughs> Doing things that you want to do regardless of, you know, what what you think is going to happen. Because when the opportunity arises for you to, you know, break through through the noise and, you know, really be, you know, get in the public eye or whatever, you need to be prepared for it. And you're not going to be prepared for it unless you're you're practicing and working on your craft. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really doing the things that you want to do. Like someone, no one's going to. God forbid someone walks in someday and like hands you a script and, and is like, Harry, would you like to make this movie? And you're like, oh shit, I haven't <laughs> make a movie. Yeah, I don't know how uh, to do this. Uh, yeah, give me give me some time. Let me work on this web series yeah. real quick. But you know, um, so good on you, man. It's good to thank you. Man. It's, it's about doing it. What are you working on? Well, I got the short. I have this podcast. That's good. Um, I have a second short that I was uh that I was trying to make before this, but. <sighs> My cinematographer and the, uh, his apartment became unavailable to me for a month, mm. so pivot doing something else. I'm just like dying to make something, dude. No, I feel like, you because I was 26 birthdays yeah. at the end of this month. Oh, happy My, birthday, man! Uh, thank you, Virgo. Uh, yeah, uh, me too. The virgin, yeah, uh, always a virgin, forever a virgin, <laughs> um, <laughs> at least in my heart. But uh. <laughs> I don't know. My birthday present to myself is I want I want to make something like yeah. I I really just because I I got to be on set for a fun little project a few weeks ago and there's just nothing like that that energy of, of being on set you know being around a group of people who are all working towards the same goal of yeah you know, making something cool or yeah. entertaining it's like a very I don't know it's just it's a feeling you know I don't really get with anything else like in an office setting it's, yeah. it's you know it's just kind of no I understand what you're saying boring. because I well I was kind of in the same boat last year too because I was head on trying to make a um, short too but I couldn't come up with a budget mm-hmm. and so um, I instead I just started writing in the process of doing because I'm going to do the short it's just mm-hmm. that as I'm doing that in between doing the short I wrote these like these episodes and the episodes like maybe four or five pages long and I shoot them in one day. Mm-hmm. And so 
I was like, you know, this is, and I'm not spending a whole lot of money in these more than the, the, um, short. And so I was just kind of like, you know, how about you do something, some smaller projects and then you get to there when you get there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, get these underneath my belt, get these six done and then do the short. That's what I'm doing. What are you thinking? Uh, what do you got like a marketing strategy for this? You have an Instagram, yeah, for the for the series. Um, yeah, I do. Oh, uh, which is a. It's called um, different view. Mm-hmm. Under not underscore. Is it underscore? I sure. think it's yeah. Different view under uh, underscore. Uh, different. I can't believe it. <laughs> People's like, what the? Heck? It's called. It's different view underscore think. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, and now right yeah, there is going to it's a it's a lot of um, pictures. It's a lot of uh, behind the scene videos and a lot of behind the scene pictures of previous episodes that I've done. Mm-hmm. And so though that's kind of like building up to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And so yeah, I that's that's what I have. I have a Facebook page too. It's, a, it's the same one, Facebook page, and I have an Instagram page. Those are the only two more. Uh, pages I have for social media as of right now mm. yeah and I'm just building it building it building it and so once when I get like I said once when I get six episodes done mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a website or just leave it on Instagram and just put all of that there for people just to see and just you have your own mindset of it and yeah. it's really like I said the really main goal is to really people just watch it be inspired by it be encouraged by it and look through life a different way that's it you know Mm. that's it that's the that's the message i want like it's like i said because i just i really i um what i'm about is just helping people i love to help people i love to see people smile i love to be see people happy i love that because it's good vibes it's good energy you know, I love to see people just be like, yo, what's up, Uriah? Like, yo, what's up, man? How's it going? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that energy. I like that, you know, that that comfortability with a, another person, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that, like, stone cold type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I it's like, you. life is, life is, we're all going to die one day either way. So you might as well just be happy. We all have a punch card. Even if you live to 160, you're going to yeah. still die. It's going to happen. And I hate to be that serious and that blunt, but it is what it is. So you might as well just enjoy life. Be happy. Be humble. Be grounded. Be rooted in what you do, you know, and just enjoy what you do. Why hate one another? I don't I don't get that. I don't understand that. But I feel like as long as humans are alive, there's always going to be greed. You know, it's always going to be. You know, people out there that have messed up mindsets, but that's why there's people like us yeah. to outweigh the bad. There's always going to be haters, that's yeah. for sure. But I mean, just look at Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, not, I don't look at Twitter. I yeah. I barely am on it at all. Like, but but yeah, you know, we're um, we're talking about this. We're doing this. We're doing this podcast. You're doing your short. Doing my web series. So the artistic vibes is already there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the encouragement, and the aspiration, and the inspiration is already there. So it's good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It'll build. Like that's it, what I'm saying. It yeah. builds on itself. I. That's one thing I, I really. Exactly. I didn't believe in nearly as much when I until I first got out here and started like making connections with people. Mm-hmm. 
and so I'm living out here three years now. I've rode a lot of waves up and down. I'm like, yeah. you know, things happening versus just nothing going on. And I find that things are always start to start to pick up and get get busy, or I get a lot of projects, or I get to work on a lot of stuff when I'm constantly working myself, like yeah. putting myself out there, making connections with people, um, being being, but in a true way, not not in like a Hey, let's 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 talk just so we can, you know, because I'd love to, you know, hook me up with a job or something. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's being being genuine and and really wanting to connect with people and really, you know, doing doing it, mm-hmm. doing what you want to do. So you've been out um, here for three years, yeah. Yeah, three years in, in June. Mm. Mine's was three years in July. Mm-hmm. Three years. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Time <laughs> time flies, man. <laughs> Time does not wait for nobody, dude. No, it's it's right, and that's one of the reasons why I'm like, yeah. man, you know, this month I'm 26. Yeah, I want to make that movie. You know, by the time yeah. I'm 28, yeah. 29, because I, I I really one of my it's I have to regardless of what happens in my life, I'm going to make one feature film. Like, that's, that's good. That's man. one thing I just I yeah. know I have to do. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that story is going to be yet. I. I have like, I have the problem of like starting five stories at the same time and then like slowly working on, you know, yeah, yeah. but so they never always, always get finished at the same time. But like I'm adding things as, as we go, yeah. but uh, I'm like, shit, if I'm going to be doing this, I better start, you know, yeah, for sure. making stuff again. Yeah. Cause I like, I forgot, I forgot about, you know, what it was like to get people together to make stuff or, you know, being creative for a while. You know, I got in that slog of like PA gig to PA gig yeah. and like waiting like, oh man, well, I'm, someday this one of these opportunities is going to come out or, yeah. or my agent will get me a cool, cool role. It's like, um, you have representation. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's um, good. Yeah, I have agents, and guess what? I'm not famous. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a working actor. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a. But you're a, going to be a scene. Yeah, you're well, going to be. It's going to happen. I'm. I'm going to be a working actor because I'm going to put myself to work. Yeah, that's beautiful, you know? man. So that's yeah, a, that's the mindset that you have to have. And yeah, and that's, that's something fun. I totally forgot yeah, about. For sure. you, you know, you get. Yeah. You just get lazy. I guess is the only way I can describe it. Just lazy yeah. and just waiting. No, I yeah. feel it. It can be frustrating. It can be frustrating. It can be annoying. It can be frustrating. It can be aggravating a lot. But it's kind of like, because I got, the other day, I think it was just yesterday, I was just like, you know what? What am I doing? Like, legit. I was talking to myself. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I like le- like legit, that's the only thing that I kept saying. I was like, what am I doing? But then I quickly shift that mindset. I was like, dude, you are doing something. Just be still. Just continue to do what you're doing. Don't panic. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I just paid rent. I'm trying to make six episodes by October. I'm like, what's going on? This, that, and the other. I'm low on gas. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Like, dude, chill. You have a job. Mm-hmm. You get paid Friday. This is what I was telling myself. I was mm-hmm. like, you, everything cool. Just calm down. So I was like, okay. Sometimes you got to tell yourself that. Just yeah. take it easy. Be chill. Everything will come. You just gotta, you just gotta work your way. It won't come if you sit down. It won't come if you just sit down and complain either. So you just gotta make your way. You gotta make your own path. You gotta do you. You gotta do the work. That's what I was telling myself. I was like, dude, just remind yourself. You already did four. We did nothing to sneeze at, dude. Like you yeah, got four episodes. That's what I was telling myself. That you, you know that you 
content from your mind. You brought, exactly. you made that happen. So yeah, people out there, whoever's discouraged, or you know, just take it day by day. Don't look into five years from now. Don't look six months from now. Just take it day by day. Enjoy the roses. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That that's such a cliche statement, but it, cliches are cliches for a reason. There's truth behind it. You know? Yeah. So it's like legit. Calm down. Chill out. Take care of what you're taking care of today. When tomorrow comes, take care of that. The next day, take care of that. And so on and so forth. That's what you just got to do. So I just got to be chill. Not suppress it. Mm-hmm. You know, not suppress your feelings. Not Don't suppress it. You know, get it out. But when you get it out, come back to earth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> come back to earth. Well, yeah. Yeah, man. I had a late ass rehearsal last night. We're doing uh, at my school. We're doing a not a play, but we're like doing like a collection of nine scenes together yeah. that we've been working on. Are you guys shooting it? Uh, no, we're just doing it on this on the stage for uh, okay. next weekend and the weekend after. Oh, where? Uh, Actors Workout Studio on on Lancashire. Is it free to come? Um, the first first night is pay what you can, so like a dollar. Yeah, like donation, cool. whatever. Uh, yeah, um, that first night is the eleventh. But then the next two nights are the, uh, what the fuck is the date? 16th and 17th. I'm not going to, I can't be there on the 16th. I have work, um, but I'm performing on the 17th again. But it's just a scene. Okay. Um, oh, but I, we had late-ass rehearsals last so night. So 17th is Sunday? Uh, I no, think. 17th is Saturday. Oh, it's a Saturday. Yeah. Oh, so okay. uh, the, the pay what you can night is the 11th. It's the preview night. It's yeah. the night where probably all people my friends are going to come because you know otherwise it's 10 bucks on non 16 yeah, if i'm free oh, well i don't think i am actually um the seven set that's a saturday yeah but anyway next yeah. time if i'm free i'll love to go oh yeah. thanks man well it's a uh, it's, it's a fun time but i'm it's it's tough think of like we're doing a scene and just one scene and that's that's all you're focusing on I'm, I'm getting in my head a lot about it and last night I got home parked like two blocks away and I, I walked back walking back to the apartment and there's some dude smoking a joint out in front of the one of the, the apartment complexes and yeah I was like, dude that smells that was you I smell that smells awesome and he goes yeah hey, man you want the hit and he, and he, and he gives me a, a little puff of, of his joint and then I'm like thanks bro what's your name he's like I'm Rudy and then his girl was he Russian yeah because <laughs> <laughs> the way you do with that uh, and then his girl his girl pulls out of the garage and, he, and he's like here you take this <laughs> and he gets in and he drives off so he dude leaves me this joint and you know I, I get high and I walk back here yeah. I get get home start talking to my girl and then I'm like oh shit I don't know where my phone's at I lost my phone oh shit so like definitely left it back in the car so I walk all the way back two blocks to my car before I realize, you know, oh, I definitely brought it in. And, you know, I know it's on the floor here somewhere. But I had, like, this really long, like, sobering walk, like, to, to and from yeah. my car. And I was just like, man, this seems really, I need to, I need to stop, you know. Yeah. Getting in my head about this. I just need to, you know. What were you getting in your head about? Were you? Just chill. It's just like, it's not, I'm trying to connect I'm not connecting with the character as much because I don't have as much like experience I can tailor to what this character mm-hmm. has. Like he's he's married with 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 like a family and has like responsibilities that I I'm trying to wrap my head around. 
will just act as if you're uh, married. Simple. Yeah. It is that simple. It just it is that don't simple. think too much into just and I'm married. Yeah. I have kids. So just that having that like 10 to 15 minutes, you know, without a, fo- a phone screen to descript- distract me from my thoughts. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, and a little buzz too, and just like really. Yeah. Just break it down. Like, what is what is the issue here? Well, as a, as I'm not going to act like I'm some guru or whatever, but maybe this will help. Or suge- it's just a suggestion. Maybe just, like I said, act as if you were married. And if that doesn't work or help, just put yourself in uh, somebody else's shoes. Different lens, like a perspective. This is what I would do if I was married. Or this is what I would do if I had kids. Yeah. And just create that. You know, something. Yeah. Maybe that will help. It really, I mean, I find, you know, making things complicated never helps. Yeah. It doesn't, you're not going to get a better performance out of how many, you know, complications you can throw in there. Just, you know, just be and do it. Yeah. And react, you know, naturally. Exactly. In the moment. Yes, exactly. Say, so it's just. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Be super chill. And, you know, we're, we're, we're our worst enemies when it comes to like being self-critical an actor i mean i i tried to i made yeah. a snap story for my friends and then on my way back to the apartment at, at first that's when i real. that's how i realized i didn't lose my phone i was like oh shit i was trying to make a snap story like right right in front of the my yeah. apartment complex to tell them about rudy but i didn't even send it because you know i was like oh, i look kind of stupid in this you know actors we, we fucking <laughs> we're we're too self-critical sometimes <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah yeah so, yeah yeah <laughs> I feel like every artist is. I feel like every artist is a little too self-critical. Yeah, you know, but that's that. That's it comes the, with the game. True, it comes with the game. And also, I mean, that's that's a big part of the game. Like, it's all a lot of it is about you know, you know, looks and stuff. Yeah. But as the person who's going to, you know, the actors, we, you have to just be really comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you have to let go of the insecurities. Yeah, you do. Like, insecurities are a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, Either let go of it or learn how to work with it. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I work with it. Sometimes I don't work with it. Sometimes it's, it's just a fight. It's a constant mental fight. Every, every human has a mental fight, but especially mm-hmm. when you're an artist, you have a, a strong mental fight because you're doing things that, you know, that other people look out and look at like just a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. You're doing something that like a lot of other people are doing, too, in the land of Los Angeles, you know. And then not only that, but then you look about rent, you think about all these bills piled up, and then you're thinking about you have to focus on the scene. So that's like all the stuff yeah. of what people really don't understand the mental like the stuff that we go through as artists mm-hmm. is because we go through a lot of ish up here or even just petty shit like oh shit exactly. I don't want to turn my my head this way because then they'll see my bald spot no no you yeah. know but yeah, you have to frame myself right yeah you just gotta, gotta like you just gotta like kind of just calm down none, none of that matters what helps me is just that like none of that at the end of the day I'm I'm my heart's still beating right mm-hmm. the world is still spinning the sun is still shining the moon is still gonna bright it's shine at, at night so What's, what what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is the stress about? The world is still going to spin, right? Yeah. It's not going to stop you. You. S- you can still move your arm, right? For now, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, what's, okay, just chill out. Just chill out. Mm. 
Now when the world blows up, then that's when he's like, that's when he, yeah. <laughs> that's when he's like, oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? But even then, it's like, okay, it's exploding. Might as well just take me now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, yeah. But, no, I'm joking. Oh, well. But, we're aging, yeah. we're aging out of, like, <laughs> Like draftable age, pretty soon. So yeah, that's that's a good. Yeah. That's a good thing to have. I still got little brothers that I had to worry about for that. Yeah, um, well, that's cool, man. The scene, yeah, just take your time with it. You know, don't think too much into it. When you yeah. when you build when you're comfortable with it, then you develop character arc, and then you can develop like background story. Then you do that. But I would just say, take your time with it. Be comfortable with it. Write a character analysis about it. Do character background, mm-hmm. do this, do that, and then just let it sink into you, and you'll feel a different way about it. Because when you say there's a lot of actors out there that don't really connect to, or like the experience of what they've gone through, you mm-hmm. know, but they create a reality, they create right. a new reality, and so it's just create a new reality that you haven't lived before. That's the beauty. That's the beauty about art. It's a different dimension. It's a different realm, and you're stepping into that. People don't really realize that, but that's a it's a legit. I believe that it's a different realm. It's a like legit reality. It's a new reality, like legit. And I don't say that like trying to be philosophical or anything. I don't give a damn about something like like that. Doctor Strange, the mere dimension. You know exactly. It's a legit reality, and then we actors, directors, and writers we bring that out into the realm of what we see and everybody else sees that is artistry that's beauty of art my opinion again I'm just one man opinion but everybody has their own thing whatever but that's my concept on art that's my that's my um, perspective on art what art is true art true art but if you're just doing something else something like crazy whatever that that could be their art but to me true art is what transcends to a different realm uplifts you makes you think different inspires you gives you you know those goosebumps makes mm-hmm. the hair on your arm race that is art that is what you call true art when you see actors like Denzel Forrest Whitaker or Leonardo DiCaprio Al Pacino Robert De Niro when you see these actors act it's like I don't see a human being I see something like a divine entity that's possessing them when they portray a character mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not of this world. It's legit. It's a different energy. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to sound all deep and philosophical, but that's how I see it. And so when I see that, and when I act, I feel the same way. Because I get I get goosebumps. I get, I get my, my hair. So my, everything stands up. Everything is just, you know, I don't feel me. And then when I'm done, I feel released. Like legit, something just came out of my body that's how I feel but that's that's what artistry is but again Damn. you know <laughs> I feel you man yeah that's that's awesome I in that scene I I, I my teacher always asked me once the scenes over like how, how you know what did you think of what's going on I always I all I can ever say is like I don't know. I felt like I was being truthful. Like I, I feel like I black out from the start of the scene to the end of it because I'm just like, I just take get taken on like a, a roller coaster, like a whirlwind. Like I'm just, it's like an out of body experience kind of where it's just like I don't know how to analyze what I just did because things were just like 
happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I got taken on a ride, like a fun, uh, and it wasn't no, you know, it wasn't fun, necessarily fun or unfun. It was just like there, but you know, depending on what strong emotions connected with it, yeah, I, it, it can be really um, therapeutic sometimes, especially like a very angry, angry monologue mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very cool and composed person most of the time. So getting that permission and giving yourself permission is really fucking, you know, have like slobber coming out of your mouth and yeah. like being beat red and just fucking fuck the world. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. Like screaming into a pillow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Releasing yeah. that, you know? I feel like all of us have different... Every human being has... <laughs> different I would I don't want to say people it's not different people it's just different traits in their body it's just some something individuals some things you know ticket some things don't mm-hmm. and so when it comes to acting like you you know you're not married you don't have kids but you do have that somewhere inside of you yeah rather you get you ne- rather you never get married and never have kids it's still inside of you and so the actor's job is to get that out get it you know what I'm saying legit mm-hmm. take that out and so yeah. we're all like you know so I mean it's everybody's crazy every single human being has crazy thoughts has crazy mindsets thinks weird things I know I'm crazy bro you know I, th- I think I f- some weird shit I feel like I'm crazy too you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I feel like I mean Every human being thinks about weird stuff. We do. It's just, it is, it's the nature of being a human being. None of our minds are straight. Our minds go this, 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 you know, like that. What's that skin thing when you, when your heart's beating fast? That's how our mind, that's how, at least how my mind is. It's just like every single day. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes I just got to lay down just like, okay, chill out. But then it goes with the you know say. Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah. You in classes right now? No, I'm not. No. Nah, nah, I'm not. Nah, I don't think I'll. I'll probably take maybe a workshop. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever. I don't. It's like. I missed it. I missed it so much. Being yeah. in class and also finding like the right class. Like uh, like I I never like had. I don't know. It's just an opportunity to act every week. Yeah, that's um, cool. But like at the same time, it's like you can get a script and some scenes and 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 a, um and your friend and get a camcorder like this and mm-hmm. just do a scene like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, a lot of people don't. You could just you could just do that instead of like it's nothing wrong with going to classes, but at the same time, it's like you know if you go. I feel like if you go for like maybe two or three, four, maybe six months, cool. But I feel like if you go for like two or three years, four or five years, and you're in the same acting class, it's kind of, I feel like, okay, you're you're telling yourself that you need this class each and every single month, each and every single week. Mm-hmm. Which in reality, I'm going to be honest with you, you probably don't. Probably don't. I mean, there's people who just come come here and just exactly. get, out, get out of an Uber and start acting. I feel like if you're, it's either you can act or you can't. And if you can act, yes, it's good to exercise that muscle. But at yeah. the same time, you can exercise that muscle by either writing a script, getting a scene offline called uh, I, you know, or or go whatever, do whatever. Get us get some friends, go to a park, 
do a scene, create it, mm-hmm. shoot it, put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube. You can do that. It's not rocket science. I, not, I again, I don't look down on people who go to class. It's just that like, if you go there for like. <laughs> Who's amount of years, yo? It's like, okay, what you, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? You've been going to this class for four, four or five years. Have you booked anything? Yeah. You know, it's like okay, you're putting this money into this, to this class, constantly two or three hundred dollars a month. It's like, okay, you know, like what's it going to give? That's why I enjoy the UCB program because it's only for a certain amount of mm-hmm. weeks. And some classes are like that. Some classes are like, okay, you pay 600 for like eight weeks. Cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But I just like when you go there for like years and years and years, it's like in months. It's like, bro, it's like, okay, I mean, that's your choice. That's your choice. But yeah. like you can what simply. Are you getting, what, what tools are you adding to What are you getting box? out of that? Are you just like, going to class just to go? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like what? Like what? What do you to say? I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna get. I have a script, so I'm gonna kill this scene this week. I'm gonna kill this scene next week. I'm gonna kill this scene. Okay, you could kill a scene simply by getting that scene that you have with another friend, and if you guys rehearse it or practice it, record it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Record it. Simple. You could do that. I. I mean, that's why I'm not really in class because it's kind of like. It's redundant in a way because you can tell teachers tell you the same thing and some teachers aren't as critical and as harsh. And so it's kind of like because some actors I've seen <laughs> that do scenes in acting classes, they're like the scene is just very bland and dry. And I'm sure you've seen it, too, in acting classes and the coach or acting teacher doesn't say anything. Been a part of those bland scenes. Yep. And they'd be like, oh, that was good. You guys did good. Both of you guys did good. All right. Next. Mm. I'm sure if you experienced that, right? Mm, exactly yeah, so yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah it's kind of like okay i'm not really learning anything you're just saying something mm. so that's really the one reasons why i don't go to classes but i'll take a i'll take um usb classes mm-hmm. you know so i'll probably go back to sketch writing or or um what is it uh the um uh, the while they're on stage like improv improv yeah <laughs> I don't know why I can't think of that but yeah I'll, I'll probably do that but well dude I would like to invite you to audit come, you come audit audit a class at these places this uh, actors workout I don't know it's any, any time any day how, yeah, how many do, days uh, do you go I, I right now I can only go one day a week because I work Monday yeah. through Friday um, or Tuesday two days well the nice thing about it is like there's like homeroom class mm-hmm. which is like you get your your, your teacher, whatever, and my teacher, Irene Muzzy, is a she's she's been an acting coach for forever and ever. Um, she she's a coach. She's an acting coach. So when when you do a scene, she will break down like every emotion. It seems like you mm-hmm. put out and what what you know does mm-hmm. does it make sense? Does it mm-hmm. like it's tough love sometimes, which is which is good. I, I That's like good. if I'm bad, I want to know like yeah, is this bad? You better tell me it's bad. Yeah. Like I, yeah, don't beat around the bush with me. I don't. Some people, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't do you do you good to, to for people to walk on eggshells giving you uh, exactly criticism, especially like if I'm paying you buku amount of money, yo. Exactly. Like, um, come on. One of the main reasons I started going to school there was because you know you you pay your monthly fee for the for the class, but there's a what they call bonus classes uh-huh. that are. 
uh, repetition classes or improv classes sure. or yeah. writing classes that are, you know, any time throughout the week and you can go to whenever you feel like. Um, but, you know, I haven't been able to go because I've had work, but that's what I like about going to school there. But I really want to do like a UCB or a, set, a second city at some mm-hmm. point. Um, Me too. That's like the the next the next thing. I really wanted the improv. Improv is something. Yeah. I'm really scared of. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> there's there's really nothing. There's yeah. no script. Yeah. It, it, it's it's pretty, all about you. It's trippy. And what you bring to it. My brother yeah. did second. Uh, not second city. Uh, the Groundlings. Oh yeah. He did the Groundlings, and uh, he said that was intense. He said because the teacher was like intense. It's like, and then it's like different levels you have to go. Mm-hmm. He did UCB and he did the groundlings. And so he was like, there's different levels you have to go in the groundlings. He was like, and he said, barely nobody passes the first level, the first level of the groundlings. Mm. And I was like, dang. He was like, yeah. He said, so it's intense. Sounds like Scientology. <laughs> I don't know too much about Scientology. Well, other than the master, <laughs> other than watching that movie, but I don't really know too much about what they do uh, well like four billion years ago the evil warlord uh, Zenu yeah uh, <laughs> unloaded like a bunch of souls from, they call uh, it um, into volcanoes what's it called Thetans Thetans yeah. and it's like thousand Thetans like pos- not possessed but like inside a human being yeah which created a human being they're like alien souls that, yeah that, yeah they and you have to pay bodies. sessions to get it out Mm-hmm. Like thousands of dollars each session to get it out, and then they yeah. do a personality test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, whoever's I'm, you know. Uh, apparently, the the like the book that you know, uh, the L. Ron Hubbard book, Di- Dianetics, the, yeah. the original book that started the whole thing. Apparently, if you take that book at just like face value, it is like a pretty decent, it's interesting, like, right? Self help book. Yeah, I've never read it myself. It, his mind I'm not gonna lie his mindset is very captivating I feel like he would have been a great like like um scientific uh, science fiction uh freaking director or writer cause well he, he did you know he, he wrote more science fiction than any known author in like I didn't know history. that the dude was like a voracious writer he wrote hundreds of books science fiction he was I'm not gonna lie his mind was very creative he has a, he had a very creative mind but then he turned into a religion yeah, and it's, and it's like okay, you know what I'm saying. It's it's interesting. What they believe is very interesting because even when they call me on the street, sometimes when I'm walking in Hollywood, they're like, they tell me about it. I'm like, it's very interesting, but I'm not about to. I have to pay all this money for these thetans to get out of my body. I'm cool. Just tell me about what you you know. Just tell me about it. I don't. You know yeah, yeah. How is it? How has it helped you? <laughs> Seriously, like. Um. I don't know, but like I said, it's very interesting. Aaron Hubbard, it's a very interesting man. It's very, I don't want to say captivating, but it's very interesting of what their um, belief is. They do do some, I would say, shady stuff to some people, like like kidnap people. Yeah, they do a lot of bad stuff. If you leave the church, like yeah, they you do lose friends. Yeah, and then and, they yeah. have, like, the IRS go after you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this but is pretty they're, they're, up. they're the biggest property holders in Los Angeles. The really? Church of Scientology, they're worth billions. It's crazy. Like, because people are paying $1,000. Again, I mean, like, if whatever you believe is whatever you believe. But, like, my, my thing is, like, if you inflict pain on people mm-hmm. just because they don't agree with you, and if you go about 
inflicting pain on a certain person, it's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Chill out. You don't need yeah. to do that. What's the point of doing that? I just say I, I, I disagree and be like, okay, by, let's bygones be bygones. Shake hands and walk away. Why do we have to hurt one another? That's the scary part of, of church infecting state. Yeah. With the government, you know, can you impose Christ, Christian doctrine or yeah. you know, Islamic doctrine into into the laws of a country? And it seems to and never especially work in out. a country where it's like mixed with everything. Mm-hmm. America's yeah. mixed with everything. It's not like we're Israel or something where yeah. most of people are Jews or yeah, um, yeah, or Saudi Arabia where most where like is predominant. Muslims, yeah. and this is a country where it's like you have you know Muslims, you have Jewish people, you have atheists, you have Christians, you have Catholics, you have Hindus, you have Buddhists, you have multiple of these religions. So it's like you have to come to a common ground as to what the law is going to be about. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't basically yeah. Because if everyone believes in a different God, but you you know you 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 try to push one as like the main one that automatically alienates people yeah. number one and then the people that you know are believing in the in the the official religion they get empowered to try to you know Im- impose things on on the others and that just leads to i mean fucking throwing gays off buildings like they do in saudi arabia mm-hmm. or like hanging people or yeah, yeah. violence it just leads leads to bad things yeah it does like believing any belief that you hold where like something that someone else does like a personal choice in their life like having an abortion or you know being gay um if, if you think that your god is against that you're you're probably more willing to do something bad in the name of your god mm-hmm. than doing something good but that's all how you interpret things mm-hmm. like it's, it's so weird it's like how just against jesus like how how Jesus is presented in the Bible, how 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 anti Jesus a lot of like the evangelical Christian like mm-hmm. um, like senators and representatives, people in the government try to spin try to spin uh, his teachings. Mm-hmm. It's like Jesus doesn't didn't care about gay people. He never once said anything about homosexuality being right or wrong and you know if your belief like i i went to catholic school and lutheran school through uh you know kindergarten through high school so i grew up you know being taught religion my whole life even though i I don't personally consider myself a believer but it's just like you can't it's very like hypocritical in the sense like where you're going to say the new testament supersedes the old testament except when it comes to like laws and punishments like the old testament's where it's like homosexuality is bad um, you know stone people for being adulterers or whatever and, and the New Testament is very fucking chill Jesus you know it's, it's all about loving you know mm-hmm. one another picking each other up and you know uh, it's just about love so I don't know it, it gets it's annoying when something I, I don't even personally believe in myself but you see like people you know are interpreting something the wrong way like that's not what that means mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with being gay or, mm-hmm. or I don't know. But when you look at lives. yeah, when you look at like just the way the world is just going on about everything, it's just like you said. It's just like even for people out there that disagree, you know, whatever. It's just you just how does a certain individual 
lifestyle affects you. You know, it, and most of the time, it doesn't. Because like, it, whether you disagree or agree or whatever, whether you're for something or you're not uh, not for something, it's at the end of the day, it's like, what are you doing for yourself to better yourself to better society? What are you doing? Well, they might say, and that's why to get rid of the gays to make society cleaner. And that, well, my thing is just like, who are we to judge anybody? You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that, like, we all, like I said, we all should, ins- I mean, I keep going back to this. We all should just inspire one another, just help one another, be there for one another, encourage one another. Because at the end of the day, our heart is going to stop beating. Mm-hmm. That's that's just, that's, that's facts. At the end of the day, your heart's going to stop beating. I'm not going to say at the end of the day, but, like, Later on in the day, later on in life, your heart's going to stop beating. My heart's going to stop beating. Especially so you don't what? Healthcare. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it's going to be like, what impact? What impact did you leave on the world? That's why I look at these people that trend that are transcendence, like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, Mohandas Gandhi, Mother Teresa, <laughs> Marcus Garvey. I look at people like this, and I'm like, they're they're energy has completely transcended into generations that we are still speaking about them today today until this day we're still speaking about it Mm -hmm. and their death hasn't even happened that long ago Martin Luther King was assassinated what I think 50 years ago that's not like my dad's 50 my mom is 50 Mm -hmm. my mom's 51 so when they were born assassinations was happening Mm-hmm. So this country has not really gone. It's not that far from the past. No, oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. what are you, what are we doing as people to help one another? What are we doing to heal one another? To mold one another? To uplift people? What mm-hmm. are we doing as society to to build up each other? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm never against. I like because politically, I'm not really Democratic or Republican. Because it's like, I feel like the two-party system should be just eradicated. I'm just be honest with you. I think it should just be eliminated. Mm-hmm. Because you see, you see we're not getting nowhere. Right. If there's a Democrat in, in office, Republicans are like, this country's going to hell. If a Republican's in office, Democrats, this country's going to hell. You know? Yeah. If, if 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 but then you have Republicans that are so just like today Republicans, some of them, I'm not gonna say all of them, some of them are just so backwards in their thinking. It I lean more on the Democratic side mm-hmm. because they're more progressive. They're more for change, they're more for trying new things. Versus most Republicans are especially that's in the House, especially that's our representatives, especially that's in Congress, mm-hmm. they're all about Back in Trump, back in this guy, back in that guy, for the sake of the Republican Party. Like Mitch McConnell. I can't stand that dude. Moscow Mitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can't stand, like, oh, I, I can't, I truly cannot stand that guy. Something. I can't, like, I like. Like blocking the election security. Blocking the Supreme Court nomination. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It, it's literally. The exact same thing. I, it's disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't really like like getting politics because it's. But I feel like at the same time people should speak about it because yeah. today's politics is different from ten years, or even when Bush was in pres- office. Mm-hmm. Politics was different. 
I'm not going to act like I'm some Bush fan, but at the same time, like, I would rather have him be president than Trump. You know what I'm saying? I would much rather him be, I would rather even have, Pence is crazy, I'm not going to lie. I don't like anybody about Trump, but I would, I feel like I, anybody at this point, a monkey, I would rather I see a, a, a monkey would, that's blind, be president than Trump, because Trump is just a disgusting individual. Hmm. It's just a disgusting individual, just a disgusting man. Yeah. I'm not even gonna say racist. He's just, it's just, it's just a disgusting individual that I just, if I saw him walk in my direction, I wouldn't even spit in his direction. I wouldn't even want my spit to be in his presence. That's how disgusting of an individual that dude is. I can't stand that guy. And anybody that he nominates or puts in his staff, they all leave. They all leave. I don't think he's had one person that stayed in his staff other than his his puppet, which is his vice president. Mm-hmm. Everybody has gone. Everybody has left. Everybody has. He's just a disgusting individual. He's just nasty. And I just can't, you know, it's just, he's, it just sickens me to he, see what we've. He's kind of like the worst become. stereotype of, of an American in, in his actions. You know, he's. Yeah. he's Filthy rich is known to do, you know, anything for to make a dollar, you know, God, no matter steep to any level to, to get, you know, what he wants. Um, and is also, you know, very vindictive and very, very childish and very um, polarizing um, for the sake of being polarizing. But uh, so in, in, in that sense, well, have you have you been watching the debates at all? No, not really. No. I really, really been paying attention to it. Right now, well, it's they're not as help, they're not helpful. That's that's another problem with the, with our election system. It's still it's still too like we we got CNN putting on a debate. It's two two nights, two debates with ten candidates on the stage at the same time, and there's an audience, and then you know they're asking specific questions to get the to get the people fighting, and then the audience is cheering, and you know like why are we having debates about you know policy and about our country? in front of an audience like like because yeah. then the people are they're clearly playing they're saying things you know in order to get applause or it's a or psy- psychological it's such, uh, such you a know? show bro. yeah it's very much it morphs our mentality and thinking if you're aggressive in the debate then you're going to be an aggressive leader which yeah. in so many words yeah because if like we're talking and you're not going to let me talk and I sit down I'm just like I mean, you're you're kind of a weak person mm-hmm. if you just kind of let a person just keep running the lawn and you don't get your point out. So I get the aspect of that, but I feel like the aspect of it as well is to show people what their um, policies are, this, that, and other. So I see the good in it because it's like, okay, well, this person has great policies, but it's the same old thing. It's the same old thing. People promise all, you know, as... I'm a, I love Obama, but there's a lot of things that he said he was going to do that he wasn't ever going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, this you're a politician. You just got to you have to sound good. Yeah. Every politician has to sound good, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, whether you're gay, whether you're whether you're atheist, whether you're a devil worshiper. You got to sound good to the appealing people. Mm-hmm. You do. You have to you have to sound appealing. You have to sound smooth. You have to sound good. You have to sound chilled. You have to sound powerful. You have to sound good. You have to sound boastful. I feel like that's why a lot of people gravitate towards Trump because he was a different guy that nobody saw. Totally he came out that. firing. He was a businessman. He, mm-hmm. he didn't just make a billion dollars just to make a billion dollars. As much as I dislike the man, he made a billion dollars off of, you know, like I dislike him very much. But like he, he 
just didn't make a billion dollars himself a billion dollars. Yeah, his dad gave him a lot of money, but he made a billion dollars. You know? he, he's a hustler. He's a hustler in every sense of the word. He's a hustler. He's, he's a piece of shit. Don't he, get me wrong, but he he's is, a hustler. I mean, and he's open to the fact like, yeah, I think what a lot turned a lot of people was like, yeah, I used to vote Democrat or I used to hang yeah. out with Hillary Clinton because that's just how, you know, the country is. Us but now stay I'm, together. I'm Trump. But now they yeah. see what they got when they voted or Hopefully. even the people that didn't even vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I understand. So I, I get the debate because it shows the personality it shows when they're under pressure because that's a small under pressure when you're on stage a live audience with 10 different people that's small under pressure compared to being the president yeah that's why when you're the president like 10 years of exactly like <laughs> you know obama was like yeah, you saw gray as fuck i know you like saw when obama was yeah he, he looked like a he, he looked super young, you know, super young, you know, like he had no wrinkles on his face, no gray hair. He like he just came out of college, mm-hmm. He's smiling, all grinning and everything. But when he came out, you saw him. Seen some shit. Yeah, he saw those like, aliens in Area 51. I know, right? <laughs> he saw what he saw what he saw what we were hiding. Well, it's kind of weigh on you, the, the responsibilities. I mean, yeah, you know, we he he, he pledged to get us out of war and you know stop you know take and he did home. he got to he, he ended those two wars but he also had the most drone strikes of any president in he US did history and, and he know, had a lot of civilian casualties too almost like i think yeah. this is like a crazy number of like when there's a drone strike like there's 80 it's something like 80 yeah. percent civilian casualties yeah. happened with that it and did. casualties don't necessarily mean deaths I, casualties could just mean the injuries, missing but, but still you're like that's that's gonna weigh on you after a while, yeah. and you know I'm sure he was told he he, he was advised that he had to do that. Yeah, I'm sure order. that weighed on him like damn, like um, all these deaths is on my head. You know, reasonably that should weigh on anyone. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Trump has a lot he's dealing with too. He probably doesn't uh, care. I'm sure he doesn't. It's a crazy job. It's a super insane yeah. job, and it, it's like a weird thing where because it's like does the president have too much power or? Does it, the president not have enough? Because I yeah. mean, you know, with these people promising things on the stage, like, can they get them done? I don't think it's, they can. Like, weird... all the student loan stuff, like, this sounds all good and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds great. It's... I haven't started paying mine off yet. <laughs> it's not... I don't I don't think well, it's going to happen. Cancel that shit you know what I'm before we get started, before I have to start paying. You know how much, you know how much time it's going to be, like, for them to actually implement that? And, yeah. and, pl- and plus whoever's running Congress if Republicans are running Congress they're gonna regardless of whoever whatever sounds good they're gonna say no to yeah plus even Democrats if a Republican's the president you know what I'm saying if it, if it sounds good Democrats are gonna say no to so it's just kind of like the the bad mouth but like I said I do lean more on the liberal side because they're more of more change progressive but at the same time it's like when do we come to a common ground you know of just like okay this is a good idea. Let's go move on from this. Let's put our differences aside. Let's do this. Let's let's vote this in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, there's a lot of people that promise differently. There's a lot of president presidents that promise a lot of stuff. And a lot of them didn't deliver. Yeah. But I. That's why I don't take it to heart when they say I will do this. I do that. I do this because I'm like most likely you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Be, not because you probably can't. Or won't or forgot about it is because you have a lot of ish on your table. You have a lot of you don't just handle America. You handle different countries, too. Mm-hmm. You handle like because I think there's 12,000 troops that's in the Middle East right now or maybe more. 
It has to be more than more troops that's in the Middle East, not even just Iraq or whatever. This there's more. So you have to handle that. Yeah, you, ha- you have to handle if there's going to be a, a, a like a terrorist attack happening. You have to handle mass shootings. You have to handle certain things. You have to handle catastrophic damages that happen from nature. You have to handle stuff that's like knocks you off your track mm-hmm. and that you have to focus more on. Like Trump, he promised to help uh, homeless veterans. I haven't heard a word what he was what I haven't heard a word since he's been in office about what he's gonna do with homeless veterans. But when he was infrastructure too. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff that he said he was gonna do. Yeah. But his whole entire goal was slashing everything that Obama did. Like everything Obama did for agriculture, everything Obama did for uh, housing, everything Obama did for healthcare, everything that he did. His entire goal was like to eliminate what Obama did. That was his ultimate goal. Mm But then you have all these people saying, oh, he's doing great. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing this, this, that. He's like, what turned me off. First, when he became president, I was I was heated. I was mad. I was angry. But then I kind of looked and I was like, okay, I always give people a chance. So I was like, you know what? Because I wrote a very disgusting thing on Facebook, but then I deleted it. Oh, you know, yeah, I deleted it on Facebook. Too. It was very. It was. Yeah. You, remember, you, know? you remember Facebook before the politics and all that? Like, no, I'm only 24, so dude, I think uh, it's been on there since I've been on. It was uh, <laughs> Facebook. It's just a different beast now than it used to be. Like the 2016 election changed every. Like I used to never have like see political posts or like propaganda or, yeah. or, or memes or like now this or. You know, whatever random like freedom freedom page sharing some weird shit. Um, it's scary because we really don't know like what to believe now. Like if you see something on Facebook, how many people just see something on Facebook and they're like, "Oh shit, well this world's going to hell." Yeah. Like I I saw uh just fucking last night someone shared a you know a long winded conspiracy about how the uh, the Texas the Texas shooter was really liberal and, and then this is all like made up by the news like, I heard like most of those even shootings <laughs> a lot of people say conspiracy that the government is doing all these shootings yeah to, to, to try to to try to get a uh, gain control know, yeah, get a yeah. pass, pass a weapons ban or something to like the Las Vegas the shooter public. they said that was that was ran by the government they said yeah. that was government influence or whatever they said or, or even like something like Sandy Hook like Alex Jones yeah saying you know it's a it's a setup it's a false flag or you know even all the way back to 9-11 which I don't know it's a, it, that's the that's the problem though with like these these social medias it's propagating these crazy ideas now mm-hmm. and it's mixed up the punch bowl so much that we can't really even like navigate like what is truth because truth mm-hmm. doesn't have a definition anymore. Yeah. It's been it's been blurred too much. So like, how, how can we get people to trust? How yeah. can we come together on something? And I think the the issues that at least they're debating about. It seems like healthcare is going to be a really big thing. Yeah, and I think that we can all get behind. You know how scary it is to have to go to the doctor, or like how like you'll get injured and then not go to the doctor because of how expensive it's going to be. Like stuff like that, you know, helping each other, um, you know, taxes will go up, but we'll all get healthcare or something. You know, I think those are the types of issues we need to be focusing on 
when it comes to this next election and not not as much about like what Trump's doing wrong, but what we can do better. Because I think Trump Trump expects it all to be about him. He thrives when something's all about him, negative or, or positive, you know. If you want to make, make the whole election about you know how terrible of a person he is. He's gonna fucking, he's gonna love it. He's gonna lean into it. He's mm-hmm. gonna call you a pussy. And, yeah, you know, he's gonna be like, well, I did this, 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 this. Yeah, and and he's gonna, he's gonna win. He's yeah. gonna win again. So, I think. You think so? If if they make it, if they don't make it about issues and they make it about Trump, yeah, he's gonna win again because that's what he does. He he's the ultimate spin master. He is. He he. There's no such thing as bad press for him. Yeah. You know, CNN and, you know, CNN's so anti-Trump and they're like so at odds against each other. But CNN's a big reason why he got elected, because when he when he first announced he was running and, you know, there was 20 other Republican candidates, they gave him like wall to wall coverage, like because it was such a spectacle. You yeah, know? That, they, that's they true. played a huge part in, yeah. in, in him getting his message message out. Man, so, I swear. if he's, you know, take the focus off the man. And keep the focus on the issues. And Can you like, imagine how you another make eight years better? with this man in office? Uh, you mean another four years? Oh yeah, four years. <laughs> another twenty years with Trump as president. You know, the, everyone, the big the big worry is he's not gonna he's not gonna give up no matter what. No. Like some people saying, like uh, he's not going if if he loses this next one, like he's not gonna accept the results of the election or something. <laughs> that. That is something that is absolutely terrifying. Because imagine him being like, "This shit is rigged." I did Can not. Can you imagine not leaving not office? <laughs> but I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I ain't like, going. Y'all gonna have to put me out here. Y'all ain't going nowhere. And how many people would be like, "Yeah, fuck this election." I, exactly. This is our president. Exactly. We're yeah. storming the streets. Get your gun, Cletus. Yeah. Or, you know, get your tiki torch. It's it's fucking scary. Like. Yeah. The president is such a is a powerful figure in the sense like you know you can influence so many people with what you say and if yeah it's, he's got a cultish he's got a cult following yeah he's he a does. cult leader it's like Charles Manson yeah Except I mean not as not as a uh, not as pretty looking <laughs> they're both pieces of shit but you know Trump has blood on his hands just as much as Charles Manson just being honest with you because like I. That like he he fuels hate, he fuels anger, he fuels aggression, he fuels all of this just disgusting things that should not be the characteristics of the leader of a country as of America. You know what I'm saying? Like when when he said that there was two, there are good people when the uh, Charleston uh, thing protests happening on both sides. Yeah, he said there's good people on both sides. There's people wearing. Confederate flags and the swastika, and you're saying the other people, those people are good, just as good as the people, the counter protest. Mm-hmm. The counter protest is just as good as the other people that's carrying those. Yeah, once you equip the to, you know, where, like, where is the morality anymore? Though? Yeah, there's this out, it's just gone. It's like it's your. It's either you stand for something, you don't stand for anything. It's either you make a clear declaration that that says, okay, these people are bad. They're racist, they're disgusting individuals, there's no room for them in society. Mm-hmm. It's either you make a clear cut, that's it. I don't understand how hard that is. Just today I saw him say, I condemn white nationalists, I condemn white supremacy, just today because of the shooting. So the shooting prompts you to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The shooting, the shooting, 
a, a 20 innocent people prompt you to say, I condemn white nationalists. I condemn this. I condemn that. Are you serious? Killings, slaughters of innocent people have prompted you to do that. That's really sickening. It's very sad. I don't, it's disturbing because yeah. the, he's the president. And what gets me being black is when I see these African-Americans like ministers and preachers up in his office. Like I saw Martin Luther King's daughter straight up saying, this is a great man in his mm-hmm. office. Like not in the office, but like in a little freaking meeting room. And I'm like, she, she went in yeah. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, and she's a minister too. I'm like, are you are you serious? I was like, what? I was like, what's going? I was like, what is wrong with people's mindset? I don't get it. Like again, there's difference between being a Republican mm-hmm. and being a Trump supporter. I feel like if you're a Trump supporter, you're in a cult, like you said. Mm-hmm. You are. I don't care if you're in Nebraska. I don't care if you're in Los Angeles. I don't care if you're in Las Vegas. I don't care if you're in New York. If you're a Trump supporter, you are in a cult because this guy has seriously brainwashed you and he doesn't give a damn about you either well, he's just feeding off of sense. you he's like he's a billionaire he's one of those he's a he's a he's a uh, he's a freaking billionaire you know what I'm saying that is the ultimate like he's kind of con about the whole thing. that's what like, I'm saying he's, he so knows about the middle America <laughs> and your problems and your he doesn't give a jobs. damn about that he's yeah. feeding off of that all everything he's like all the tax cuts, all, exactly. Ninety percent of of that wealth went. All of the all the people high. that supports him, he's feeding off of that, and he knows they're trash. He's like they're they're idiots. He even said it. He said on this campaign, he said I can go in the middle of the street and shoot somebody, mm. and I'll still be voted in. Yeah. He knows his base. That's... He knows the people are idiots. He knows they're brainwashed. He doesn't give a damn about that. That's the thing. Yeah, he's not only a racist. He's a con man. He's a uh, He's all disgusting things, but he doesn't even care about the people that is even for him because he knows that he could do anything. He could slap he could slap a woman in office and still get away with it. And he knows the supporters will still be behind him. Yeah. The supporters will be like, well, there's a reason for the slap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Clinton got him beached for lying about a, a blood job. <laughs> so. Good old Clinton, right? Good old that. Clinton. <laughs> Um, yeah. Shit. Well, I, I gotta get ready for work, bro. That's cool. This is, uh, yeah. It's fun. Thanks for coming to high talk. Yeah, man. No problem. <laughs> um, we went from art to all politics to religion, yeah. all that stuff. That's uh, like what I was saying before we started. That's kind of why yeah. I like doing this because you know how how many opportunities in a day do you have to just like sit, sit with down someone for two talk. hours and yeah. just get it out? Like, yeah. what's on your mind? What, yeah. do you, what do you you know? What are your passions? What are you what are you, what's bothering you? Yeah, but if you what's guys want to follow uh, the web the web series page on IG, it's different view underscore thing, and I post and I'm posting um, a lot of behind the scene pictures. I'm building up to actually the season, and so I like I said, I'm doing six episodes before October, and so it'll be a total of ten. So ten of those episodes will be presented to the public. Finally, I you like, drop them uh, all at once. Yeah, I'm dropping them all at once. Netflix style. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boom. Have at it. You want to watch it? There you go. It ain't gonna be week to week. Nah, nah, nah. Boom. There you go. Ten episodes. I was thinking about doing like one week, but at the same time, I feel like in today's society, people want to do it right now, mm-hmm. right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like, okay, boom. There you go. Ten episodes. Boom, bam. Over. 
Cool. Okay. There's no right way or wrong way to do it. Just do it. Just your way. Just, just do it. Just do it your way. Um, do you uh, follow follow you at uh, what's your, what's your IG? Well, my IG handler is U R I J A H and then K. Uriah K. U R I J A H K. I say it again because people's like Uriah and like they don't know how to spell it. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, art is my love. Art is my passion. Art is my soul. Art is who I am, and. Like Nina Simone said, art, the artist's job is to reflect today. That's it. Whatever happening in society, it is our job to present it to the world. It's in, in a different way, in a different avenue, in an artistic way, and transcend it to help and inspire. Like all the stuff we talk about mm-hmm. coincides with art, even politics. Everything coincides with art because at the end of the day, the artist's job is to inflict beautifulness, inspiration, encouragement, enlightenment to people out there that's watching your stuff. That is our job. That is our duty. It's not just make it's not about the fame, it's not about the notoriety, it's not about the money, it's not about any of that crap. It comes with it. But with that platform, what are you doing with that platform? Yeah? Yeah. Well said, dude. Yeah. Until next time, bro. All right, man. Appreciate it.